This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock. In the house with me is my co-host, Mr. Kevin Bowersock. A very good, good morning. They have all the TVs turned on for us here in the studio this morning. See, the power crisis turns to water crisis in Texas. So, yeah, feel bad for those folks. Hopefully the temperatures are warming up out there. Are they supposed to get more snow? Anybody know? I haven't been watching. Uh, Hopefully it's uh, supposed to warm up next week. That's not normal for Texas. Anyway. No, no, that's because the problem. They're so. I mean, they do get flurries and and they do get a little bit of tiny snow. Well, maybe in northern Texas, but most of the southern, it's so southern you don't get this kind of weather. So, you know. Yeah, well, Dallas will get a little bit of snow. That's northern Texas, you know, and things. Yeah, but like it's a that. light. It's a light dusting. Of yeah, snow. but this is. But this was really cold temperatures and down to uh, uh, um, all the way into Austin and all that. I know, so. but the way I look at this is, it matter if this happened to San Diego, our grid would go down too. Oh, <laughs> it's no different. You know There'd what I mean? There'd be so many other things that would go wrong besides just the grid going down here if it got that cold. But uh, anyway, yeah, feel for those people. Hopefully they, uh, uh, you know, get things uh, straightened up and and they're okay. Yeah, they'll make it through one way or another, but uh, a tough stuff, you know. And, and the insult to injury is not only that it got cold, is that those those uh, homes aren't electricity going off the power. Those homes aren't built for those kind of things. Everything froze. All the pipes are breaking. So they're having all they're having insults over one over the other. Unfortunately, yes. And I'm sure they're having car issues too because you know when the temperatures don't fluctuate a lot and you haven't been testing that battery. I wonder how many car batteries got sold in Texas. Or your uh, antifreeze is just not at that right. That's right. You haven't flushed it out like you're supposed to. So. You know, there's all kinds of uh, things that uh, when you change the weather that extreme that come come to a point uh, that can cause issues, and even with your car. So, anyway, we are blessed that uh, we did not have to deal with that here in San Diego this week. Um, but all across the nation, it's quite cold. I know, I don't know, I would pop say it was like 12 degrees in Ohio or something. Yeah, but, you know... They're used to it. I was, I mean, they I was can, talking they to somebody else back there, and they were like, basically, you know, we really haven't had snow in five years. They've yeah. had light snow, but nothing like when we were kids growing up there. So they're like, we're kind of having a normal winter again. You mean like the blizzard of 1976 well, yeah. we lived through? 78. Was it 78? Yeah. I thought it was seven. Oh, okay. Anyways, was. but they were like, now we're having, this is, they're like, this is a normal winter, what we used to have back in the 80s and the, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. 70s. So, well, things circle, you know, they come and go, the weather Comes and goes, you know. Did you guys hear about the F one fifty being used as a generator too? Like they use the power uh, to power up their houses or other dealerships too. Yeah, there's a lot of those trucks out there. They got the inverter in them. Yeah, they have all that in them because they're built for like job site working and things like that now. So that's why all that stuff's built into them. See, but, now I just learned something there. So thank see, you. There you go. So if you buy yourself a late model F one fifty, you could have been powering up your refrigerator and your heater. You know. 
just left it out there running in the driveway. The, but the other problem they were having, that's a good point. But I saw on the news, like people like, I drove 75 miles just to get gasoline because there's so many people buy, you know, for, and people are, if you have a generator, that's another thing. Those people, like, I mean, all they have to do is, uh, uh, you know, fire up their Honda generator and get it running. You could turn on electric, plug electric heater into it or whatever, you know, if you had those those things to do so. Um, but you still need fuel for the generator if you're going to run it. And if there's no power, the gas station isn't pumping fuel. Just saying. Well, these days, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's why I think some of these people, not not only that there was a lot of people looking for fuel, but they had to drive 75 miles to find some place that had power that was pumping fuel. Unless, yeah. Let's, I don't know about the old school pumps. Do yes, those they, still work? They, they still had to have a pump because it had, had to draw power, it up from the that's ground. That's true. That's true. That's true. So what you got to do is drop your little 12-volt hose down in there and start filling your gas tank. Fill the cops show up and go, Excuse me. I'm filling my gas tank. That's what I'm doing. So, you know, time of crisis needs some quick thinking, right? So all that good stuff. All right, folks. Well, today here at Auto Talk Radio, um, that was our little uh, segment on what happens when cars get extremely cold. And uh, uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to the folks in Texas, though. Hopefully they get it all squared away and and, uh, gets a little warmer there and they can start fixing up these issues. And luckily for them, this almost never happens. I don't know the last time something like this happened. Obviously, it's been a long time. So one of those things. What was the ding? Did you hear that? Oh, that was me. Oh, (laughs) so what was that? Anyway, so uh, but today we're talking about ways you be, could be killing your vehicle. Uh, good stuff to talk about. We are willing to talk to you about anything automotive related, though. Just give us a call. one 888 That's 888-344-1170. Um, I was thinking of something else. That's why I stopped for a second. But did you, you thought I, Brendan thought I forgot the phone number, didn't you, Brendan? No, I actually thought the mic went out. All of a no, 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 no. I was, I was like... just thinking of something else. And then I was like, oh. Uh, no, one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Give us a call. Anything automotive related, we're happy to talk to you about. Um, today, we're talking about the ways you could be uh, killing your car. How many ways do you know you could be killing your car, Kevin? Lots. 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 So, owning a car can be a dream or a nightmare. How do you like that? Well, it's definitely a fi- financial responsibility when you own a car. I mean, let's face it, right? <laughs> Well, if you want to keep it in good working order, it is. If you just want to run it into the ground, I guess that you don't have to have a financial responsibility. Which becomes a financial responsibility again when you have to go buy a new one. So, <laughs> or Yeah, a replacement one. No lie about that for sure. That's true. So depending on how well you take care of your vehicle, uh, Car Council um, says the Car Council. So auto, autocare.org, which uh, um, I'm a member of. Um, and sit on one of their boards. The following are uh, many ways that motorists could be doing more harm to their car and their wallet. Well, under normal circumstances, if you take care of your car, your car will take care of you. I mean, there is there is exceptions to every rule. Some, I I've seen some cars that just and and it's no it's no make or model. But I mean, you just every once in a while you'll see a car come through that it's like the people just keep coming back and something else just keeps breaking on it. But that's not that's not typical and that's not. That's that's you know what I mean. Most people that 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 stay on a good regimen of keeping their oils cleaned and keeping their you know everything mm-hmm. good, their car seems to last longer. Oh, absolutely. On, on the percentage wise, you know what I mean. Preventative saying? maintenance will definitely help you uh, extend the life of your car and usually saves you money in the long run. Yes, no no question about it. So, um, but we're just talking about a few things that uh, 
can be a problem for sure this morning. Um, like it said, owning a car could be a dream or a nightmare. But uh, number one on the list is ignoring the check engine light. Ignoring an illuminated check engine light can result in serious engine trouble and costly repairs. No lie about that. At the very least, the warning light could alert you to an engine problem that is negatively impacting fuel economy. Boy, there's so many things that affect that can turn on a check engine light and cause issues um, that can cause even worse issues afterwards, right? So, I mean, as far as that goes. Misfire is probably one of the... Like a like a electrical misfire, which causes fuel to keep going down the tailpipe, which will melt down the converter. Raw fuel, yes. Because converters are not cheap in this day and age. Let's say what average converter installed is say maybe a thousand bucks. That's a good spot to start. And, and and they go a lot higher. I'm just giving an average there. So and then you still have to fix your misfire at that point. So very true. They're very true. Yeah. Well, so the catalyst is just insult to injury. If you don't fix that, it. Yeah. I was, but if it gets bad enough, you get a flashing check engine light from that. That that you should pull over and call it call, call it, it right quits. away. Yeah. 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 Because you are that 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 is telling you that you are doing serious damage to the catalyst. Well, that, not only that, the cat can actually start melting down at that point and, and turn cherry red, which could catch the car on fire. So it could. Doesn't happen very often, but it could. Flashing means pull over now. Yeah, well, yeah. And in, safe, a safe, in a safe spot. Yeah, don't pull over in the middle of the freeway. Don't do that. But to exit the road, the freeway, get off to a stop where you can turn the car off. Just kind of like the whole overheating thing. Very important to make sure and do so. But there still are so many things that uh, a check engine light, you know, you can get a check engine light for engine over temp, starting to over temp. You can get a check engine light for lots of things that in the long run, uh, if you leave them be, can cause issues. The other problem with the check engine light that becomes once it's on, let's say let's say it's on for something simple like an EVAP code that's not going to cause your car to break down or any harm to it. But you say, oh, I'm not going to fix it. You just leave the light on. Well, the next thing that happens stores a code, but it doesn't it doesn't like flash and tell you like, oh, there's another code or there's another problem. And you'll never know because the check engine light's on all the time, and you just think it's normal, right? Yes, because you don't now. You don't know, so it's one of those things that uh, you continue to operate the vehicle and uh, can cause other issues. There's so many things. Uh, that's when folks, uh, you know, say like, "Oh, check engine lights on." You know, I had this fix like eight months ago. Now check engine lights on, uh, but there's a plethora of things that will turn the check engine light on on a vehicle. Almost anything that it picks up. You know, and there's different items that will uh, uh, turn it on depending on how fast. So we have one trip codes such as misfires, uh, things like that are one trip codes, and they will turn on the check engine light right away when picked up. Uh, other other items are two trip codes, like an oxygen sensor heater that doesn't work properly. That it has to do it twice, and then it'll turn on the check engine light. So um, I've seen an O2 sensor actually disconnected that takes two. So your fuel ratio is because it goes into a limp mode then and it tries to keep it centered then. So it works. Yeah. The computer puts in a set of criteria to make it run. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, even, even not having it plugged in can be a two temp code. So a- absolutely. Absolutely. So one of those things, that's why it's so, uh, when we road test vehicles after repairing them, uh, one of the big concerns is, you know, you do a thing and then, but you can check for what's called pendings. Obviously that's what we do. Yes. So, uh, a one trip, 
pending will set without turning on the check engine light. Then the second time it picks it up, it turns on the check engine light. So the operator of the vehicle wouldn't know the first time unless you're actually scanning the vehicle and, and, and watching the data and, and stuff from the powertrain control modules um, and uh, figuring out, okay, do we have any issues here still? And if you do, it'll set a pending. And then the second time it will set a hard, what we call a hard code, which turns on the check engine light. So one of those things for sure. Um, that uh, is very important when it comes to vehicles and lights, etc. All right, folks, give us a call here, one 344 That's 888-344-1170. We're going to take our first break here at Auto Talk Radio. The answer is San Diego and Cape Ray's. And we'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. Hi, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio as we're talking about cars that's what we always talk about is cars brandon learned that you can use your f-150 to power up your house and your heater if you need so so you might want to run out and buy one of those if you live someplace cold it's always a good idea chevy can't do that can it kevin (laughs) yeah it can no you should use an inverter no (laughs) and anyways (laughs) it's not built in sorry it's always a good idea to have a little firewood laying around. I'm just saying. Okay? Yeah, just a little history, a little firewood laying around. What if you don't have a fireplace? She's going to start one in the middle of the living room? Or? No, but you can always have a fire pit in the backyard, dude. I mean, you know. It was like negative 20 degrees out. <laughs> I was talking about on normal, oh. why you would have firewood laying around in the Got first you. place. I understand. So, um, very important stuff. A little history. Kevin's a Chevy guy. I'm a Ford guy. So... We all know Fords are better. I think the new, yeah, I think the new ones uh, actually have the inverters built into them like that too. They might, yeah, they might. So actual temperatures all the way down into Brownsville, which is at the tip of Texas, is thirty three degrees. So oh, warming up Saturday's high. Oh, it's going to be sixty seven down that way. Okay, Dallas is going to be forty eight. Temperatures are coming back up. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, it could be a. Uh, um, I think they're going to get this, so they're trending milder. And look at Florida, still in the 80s. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, always. It's all one of those things. So, well, good. I'm glad to glad to see that the, those folks are going to get a little warm weather, and they can start working on the concerns that they have. Um, obviously, when you get get up over 50 degrees, it's not to such a concern of people freezing or having issues, and the grid should be back up, and yeah. And get out and buy a new car battery because they're going to need one with the temperatures the way it went down like well, that. They said the grid's back up and every, all the electricity's working again anyway, so okay. at least they're good there. So yeah, yeah. you know what? When them when them connections get frozen and wet like that, it's well, especially if they're not. I don't. I they, they build all kinds of things to fit what the 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 environment is. So and if that's not something that's normally in the environment, then then the setup is not 
yeah, made e- that way. Even states that that are that normally get weather like this, they have issues in the winter too because of the freezing. Sure, they do. Just so like we have issues here in the summertime because too much of too too much electricity use uh, because uh, uh, you know everybody's running the AC when it gets extremely hot. Yeah. Same same thing. And there was that time in Arizona when that guy accidentally flipped the wrong switch and all San Diego County went down. You remember that? Yeah, I'm not sure if that's the whole story, but <laughs> but uh, yes, I remember. That was a uh, evening, and if there was all kinds of cars that ran out of gas, uh, you know, uh, because uh, people just uh, hadn't filled up their cars and they were used to putting a little bit in here at a time. Uh, the biggest problem with that is uh, uh, when you uh, do that, and then like Kevin said, there's no electricity. The pumps don't work anymore, so that's a problem. That's a problem. All right, folks, give us a call here, one 888 That's 888-344-1170. I do want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which uh, consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway, and Escondido AAA approved and star certified. Taking care of folks in North County for 28-some years now. And West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission out at 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon. AAA approved and smog certified, taking care of folks out there in East County for over seven years now. And West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue, right in central San Diego, taking care of folks for almost four years right there, AAA approved and smog certified. And then our newest is West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, 5726 Miramar Road and Eastgate Mall, AAA approved and star certified for smog right here in the Golden Triangle, taking care of folks now for, uh, oh, roughly two years almost now. It's a while, huh? We're getting older. Are you getting older? Really? <laughs> All of us at the West Automotive Group, my employees, myself, come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. That is, we all believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people. Stop in, have your vehicle service repair, and find out what quality automotive service repair is all about. For sure, we're here to help you out and take care of you. The West Automotive Group is proud also to offer six months no interest for your vehicle service repair needs on approved credit. Um couple ways to help you and it's always there and available for you to use at any time so a good thing to have no question um just give us a call and we can help you out with that uh you can take a get in and take advantage of our certain care transmission diagnosis also if you think you have a transmission problem uh hit us up we'll get your vehicle in and get it checked out for you and find out the truth what's going on because we see all too often repairs are recommended on vehicles that uh is not what the vehicle needs uh we also offer free shuttle rides to or from work or home for everybody and long, low-cost rental vehicles at all four of our locations. Uh, go to westautomotivegroup.com, and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And uh, that way you get little feeds and clips and good good tips, good stuff. That's westautomotivegroup.com. You can also check us out and find all, all about us. Um, you can also go on there and uh, click on the Automan uh, page, which it'll take you over there. And we're on the Automan on the Fox uh, 5 News and the CW News. And you can uh, check out uh, all my Automan segments on a YouTube channel. Uh, good good tips there on things to uh, do with your vehicle and how to help you out. Uh, you can also click on Auto Talk Radio and Auto our podcaster there. So good stuff. Or if you want to reach out to me, just you can email me at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. That's autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. Uh, and just uh, or check us out or westautomotivegroup.com to make, uh, make appointments, etc. We're here to help you out. With your car needs. So, for sure. What are we talking about again today? Six ways you could be killing your vehicle. And we killed it once with the, um, already with, uh, 
the check engine light. That's the worst way to kill your vehicle, right? To ignore a check engine light. Is that number one? I don't know if it's the worst, but <laughs> it's definitely it's one not of good. the worst. Definitely not good. <laughs> one of the worst. All right, let's grab uh, Bruce and Carlsbad real quick. Good morning, Bruce. Oh, good morning. Um, when I lived in uh, Florence, uh, Oregon, for a little while, um, a year or two, they used to have a lot of uh, power outages, storm related, and so uh, what I had done uh, was bought one of these inverters off of Amazon, and it was about a, uh, I think it was like three thousand watts, and. Uh, I just uh, hooked it to the, uh, uh, well, it actually had uh, battery cables, so I clamped it onto the uh, vehicle in the garage mm-hmm. and uh, started the vehicle, let it run, and uh, idle. And then uh, I, you, you have a, had a three-prong outlet, and then I just used an outside uh, uh, type of extension cord and brought it in to one room and it powered it the uh in, inverter that would power the uh like a space heater and yeah. anything like that so uh and it you know how long is a car going to idle will idle with a full tank a it, long time a long time yeah that's so right. that was that was my answer to it well and that's helpful and that way at least you have one room in the house where everybody can stay warm and stay informed and and kind of huddle together nothing wrong with that and all that for it was under three hundred. It was between two and three hundred dollars. It's a so good that, good that, way to go. Yeah, I just yeah. think this this scenario that's going on in Texas, obviously, this never happens there. So there, that's why so many people are caught off guard. Whereas living up there in Oregon, where you're talking about, you guys used to get really bad ice storms, right? Oh, it was actually the wind and the power lines. Oh, it was okay. That would blow them out. So then yeah. then then everybody'd lose power. But uh, but you guys were that happened like at least once a year, didn't it? And went during the winter. Uh, yeah, at least. <laughs> yeah. So you, it's good to be prepared. That's a good way to do it, though. Good point, though, for yeah. sure. And you can use a vehicle for a lot of things like that. Obviously, just want to be safe and make sure that uh, start it up in the garage. Make sure the garage door is open because we don't want a vehicle running in an enclosed space. Never that that won't work out well either. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so. uh, and uh, one other item, you know, your Auto Talk uh, website. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is it's old. Uh, based upon iHeart, as you know. Uh, correct. iHeart Radio. Uh, well, iHeart uh, is not supporting earlier iPod, iOS, so that would be iPod uh, for iPads and... Uh, the earlier systems, the uh, earlier operating systems? I, iOS 9, in fact. So, oh. I, so last week I lost... Uh, 1170 on on both my iPad and my iPhone. Oh no. Okay, so uh I already got a way around it anyway. So um I just I went, looked it up on radio stations usa.fm uh-huh. and uh it's there 1170 and you can listen to it 24 hours a day including yours uh station. Of course if you want your your podcast, your earlier podcast then uh, they're still available on on the Automan site, Correct. but when it goes back live to KCBQ, it yeah. shuts down. Oh, gotcha. Well, you can so radio dot com may be another uh, uh, a way. Also, that's one of the, they carry our podcast, but they also radio dot com is a radio station just like you're talking about that you can download and and, and listen uh, live. So that may be another option, too. If it's iHeart, you won't get it on there. No, Radio.com is not iHeart. Oh, it's not iHeart? No, that's not iHeart, yeah. Yeah, iHeart does carry it, yes, but Radio.com is not uh, iHeart. 
Yeah, so, and, so, and uh, FYI, they uh, also your former station, 760, mm-hmm. is gone, too, because that's iHeart now. Yeah, that is iHeart, too. Yeah, that, that station's actually owned by iHeart, so, um, yeah. but uh, now, but uh, yeah, so anyway, well, hey, thanks for the information. I appreciate okay. it, and sure. uh, uh, I'm glad that you found a workaround, and I'm glad you're here with us this morning. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for joining. Thanks for your comments on the inverter and stuff. Great stuff. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. You too. Take care now. Bye. Bye. So good, good points when it comes to that. Yep. So just like we were saying that now, but that F-150 has an inverter already built into it. Um, you know, there actually, you know, the funny thing is I've noticed there's a lot of cars that have a plug in them, but normally it's by, I mean, even the cars do. And the reason why is everybody, you know, everybody's using computers now and stuff. So they have, you know, like a low output that you can actually plug your computer in with a regular cord or, you know what I'm saying? Something like that in your car. Huh? So there are a lot of them out there that actually have inverters. They actually have a 110 plug in them. Yeah. Really? Well, especially with the hybrid cars, it's, you know, yeah. yeah, Well, yeah, you You have a lot higher battery storage. And and, and honestly, I I can't sit here and tell you which ones I've noticed the plug on. I've just Ford Ranger doesn't. I don't. Yeah. Well, n- not all of them do. I d- and I don't think I've noticed it in the trucks in the cab. I've just noticed it in some of the cars. Gotcha. And I'm assuming because, you know, like. Well, uh, if you're a business person on the road and stuff, I mean. Well, like a Chevrolet Malibu or whatever. North, most businessmen drive cars like that. You know, like the Toyota Camry, the or what You know what I mean? That that size of car, that's a mm-hmm. businessman's car because, mm-hmm. you know, what? It's, it's cheap on gas. It's, it's, it's easy to get around in. It's, you know, whatever. So. Good point. I agree with you. So, um, I have seen some of those in some cars. I just didn't pay attention to what exact cars. Well, that's I what I'm saying. Know I, if it's I, become, I couldn't becoming more prevalent or not. So, um, one of those things for sure. Uh, keep an eye out for it, without question. I don't know if those would run your space heater though in your house, though. I don't know if that's a good idea. Running a cable into the inside. Well, you know, there's all kinds of tricks too that, like, the, it, I noticed. Most people probably don't even keep candles in their house anymore. I was like, you know, we were growing up, that was something you wanted to keep in the house. For light? Yeah. Well, you could just keep a good LED flashlight's all you need now. They're low on battery wattage. They don't take much, and you don't really need it. But they actually said people were using candles, and then they'd put, like, a a ceramic pot over top the candles, you know, and leave, like, a gap. You know, Mm. it would actually, the ceramic would heat, and it would produce a little bit of heat. Oh, well, that's So, I mean, there's all kinds of shortcuts to stuff like that, but nobody... Most things, most people don't keep in their house. Going to light a bunch of candles and put ceramic pots over them. You better be careful. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying any of it. You have to keep your eyes on all these these little tricks. You know, just like the car thing. You don't want to leave your car. Of course, then again, it's not a very good idea to leave your car in the driveway idling in this day and age. Neither. <laughs> I was just thinking about that in the garage all the time. <laughs> the extension cord's gone. You're like, what happened? Somebody just stole my car. No, see, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that could be a problem. So as you're heating your house, you need to stand out next to your truck to make sure nobody takes off in it. Depends on where you live. If you live out in the country and there's nobody around, you probably have no issues. You know. You tell that to our brother who lived on 10 acres and someone stole his truck. Well, that happens. You know? Some people don't want to walk anymore. So, you know, It is what it is. Anyway. All right. So, folks, we're talking about, uh, obviously, things that are killing your vehicle uh, this morning, and along with other, other great tips to help you out if you get stuck in cold weather and need to start your car and invert power into the house so you got a space heater but uh some good stuff anyway we're going to take our last break here on kcbq and uh the answer san diego we will be right back after these messages you can give us a call here at 888-344-1170 you're listening to auto talk radio on kcbq the answer 
and Cape Praise. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. Give us a call here at 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. So much news going on. Kevin can't keep from look, turn around looking at well, the TVs. <laughs> it's all, yeah, never mind. I'm not even going to comment. All good. Anyway, join us this morning, folks, for Auto Talk Radio, 1-888-344-1170, one 1170 Anything automotive related. Also want to remind you, the show is brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. Interstate Batteries are the highest quality batteries out there. We do not stock nor sell any other type of battery at the West Automotive Group for one simple reason. Because Interstate Batteries are the choice of professional technicians nation and worldwide. Um, If you need a battery for your vehicle, make sure you're asking for an Interstate battery. We don't put anything in our vehicles or motorcycles or jet skis or anything else anyway. Why? Because they are the highest quality batteries for sure. Um, you can hit us up at westautomotivegroup.com and get an appointment. And we'll get an interstate battery installed for you if you need an interstate, if you need a battery for your vehicle. If you need a battery for any other need, you can check them out at their storefronts at 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or in La Mesa at 70th and University. Interstate batteries, a battery for every need. They truly are the highest quality batteries. Great company, too. We've aligned ourselves with them for years for one simple reason is uh, – Uh, The quality of their product, like I said, is amazing. Their customer service is amazing with us, and uh, they just do great stuff. They're great batteries. So if you need a battery, make sure you ask for an interstate battery. Anyway, what's happening, Kevin? It's a good morning. It's a great Saturday morning. It was a little cool out, but the sun was up as we're coming down the road, and everything's looking good, and here we are, you know, and um, looks like baseball's going to get off to – to its start coming up, and know, maybe we're going to head a little bit back to normal. Well, Looking forward to it. I don't think baseball is going to be back to normal yet, but the kids, from what I hear, the kids' sports, baseball and stuff like that, can start again. So, I mean, that's good. Well, there was a big – they were somebody was going to be ruling on that in San Diego. I don't know what happened. I, actually, they I, from what I heard, they actually started back. I don't know I don't know what the ruling was, but, I mean, I'm assuming well, it was – there was oh, somebody oh, that had got in front of a judge because uh, um, high schools and, and – and younger people could not play sports yet here in California, but um, professional sports were allowed. So they were saying, "Well, if you're allowed in professional college, why can't?" But I don't want to get down into that. Yeah, but there's even weird things with the professional thing. Like you know, if you hit a home run now, the guys in Major League Baseball they got to go straight to the dugout. <laughs> Is that a COVID thing? Yeah. Oh. And, oh, you don't. And, oh, well, I guess well, it prevents you from running around in circles. They're, next they're trying this out in spring training. Basically, they're going to see how that ruling is. Personally, just why COVID? Mo- just why COVID? It's chauvinistic if you run around like there's too many guys flipping bats and everything. And I, I just find it, you know, if you hit the home run, you know, it's a once in a lifetime kind of thing. I, for those guys, they make millions of dollars and do it 69 times a year. So I mean, it's not really once in a time. So you're saying that that, that it it doesn't have to do with COVID? It's something different. 
it's a I think it's a mix of COVID and the fact oh, okay. that they're being very chauvinistic when they do these home runs. I, I and could people see are sad. Yeah, I could see if they were just saying right now why COVID's going on. It's less less people having to interact. You know, when you go maybe, but still, it's just weird. Whatever, yeah, you, it's not worth talking about. I, I don't. Yeah, but when you hit the home run, the thing is the way I look at it is it's your celebration. You get to jog the bases. The crowd gets to cheer you on. Like when you do anything that's an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they're taking the celebration away. That's a bummer. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bummer. All right, let's talk some car stuff. Let's grab uh, Christina and La Mesa. Good morning, Christina. Good morning. So I have a 2000 Toyota Tacoma pickup truck, and I just love it. But they haven't been making, you know, so I'm thinking I might be needing a car soon. And they don't make them this small anymore. Why is that? Well, they make the Tacoma. It's just a little bigger than what it used to be. Uh-huh. You're correct. Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, I, I I don't know. They go towards, it's kind of like a mid, mid, yeah, whatever people tend to, to want or they feel that they want. Uh, as you notice, uh-huh. things sometimes get bigger and then they get smaller. I mean, if you look back in the day, the Tundra, which is bigger than the Tacoma, was kind of a yeah. mid-sized truck. Now it's a humongous truck, like the F two fifty for the Ford and stuff like that. Whereas, uh, um, you know, the Tacomas, or like the the Ranger they used to have, the it's bigger Ford too. Ranger, yeah. which was a smaller type of pickup, and yeah, they just don't don't make them. They don't they don't make them small, and the S ten also. So uh, they they've made them all bigger now, and they're just a. Obviously, they're not as big as like the F one fifty or the Chevy fifteen hundred or, or or the Tundra, uh-huh. but they are bigger. You are correct. There's no question, and I I, yeah. I I guess they're. I would presume it's what they feel the consumer wants. That's why. Oh, I always thought it was because they can charge a lot more. Well, that <laughs> might be part two. <laughs> it might be part two. I'll go with that one also. It's hard to say, but uh, um, I, they do try to, I believe, their theory is to try to make what a consumer wants. That way they sell more of them, obviously. That would right, be my right, theory, right. So, as far well, as I'll be concerned. bringing mine in the El Cajon one, which is the closest to La Mesa, I'm thinking, for me. Just yeah. for a regular checkup and to how, keep this whole one going. How many miles are on your uh, 2000 Tacoma, Christina? It's, um, it reads... Two one four eight zero seven. Two, but two hundred fifteen thousand. Basically, that's not bad. That yeah. truck's a good little truck. It'll go a long way. I can tell you that. Yes, I love it. You know. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Have yourself a wonderful, safe weekend. You too. Bye okay, bye. Bye bye. So, um, she is right about that. The newer trucks are, you know, like the Ranger is not the same Ranger that it was. It was a lot smaller vehicle. Same thing with what is it? What is it that G? The like Chevy, it's a Colorado now. They don't have an S10 anymore, right? No, and if you look at the they, Colorado. But what do they have, a Colorado, and what's the GMC Canyon? Yeah, okay. if, if I looked at, you know what, I was walking through Home Depot parking lot, and they had that and a full-size Chevy, brand new, both of them brand new, sitting next to each other. You mean like a 1500? Yeah, and there wasn't much difference in the size. There's a, there is a little bit, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, when you're, when you're quickly walking by and just glance, you have to take a double look just to see which, see which one's one. smaller. Yeah, I, well, I was like, there was uh, an advance next door to us, the body shop. There was a brand new Chevy uh, um, truck there yesterday. They were doing something with the tailgate paint. And I was like, it was a 1500. It's definitely bigger than the Colorado. Well, it and, is. And, but and I looked at that thing and I'm like, it's bigger than a 1500. I'm like, now this truck, let alone an F250 that used to be problems to park, this truck here. Um, 
it's just harder to park those when you t- if you were daily driving them. I, well, I really think the Ranger that I'm driving right now is uh, um, it's about perfect size for parking and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't buy, drive my big truck very often. So you go to the grocery store, you're always going to – I mean, it's not that I mind parking out and thing, but it's not like when you when I drive my little S10, I can just whip in any parking spot. Yeah. No, I agree. So, I mean, it's, it's – I agree with it's, you. It's, and, and, you know, just like that other, other day ago, I was working on that guy's Dodge truck and had – it was That's a custom, a, I was just thinking that that thing is a custom six door Dodge Diesel four by four, right? Yeah, twenty five hundred, twenty five hundred series. That thing is so, and it he, this guy has like a s- s- plethora of like children or something. Well, it's like driving a limousine because I mean, because <laughs> obviously the turning radius on it is like. Oh yeah, you would not want to take that to the grocery. No, but it. How many people? Do, is it got bench? I didn't look in it. Does it got bench seats in the back, or is it all? Uh, is it all buckets? You know what? I was so busy, I didn't even really pay attention. No, yeah. I so just know it's got ha- six doors. It's got on six it. doors on that bad boy. There's no. I saw that. I was like, whoa. And obviously that was custom made. Whoever did it did a good job, though. It's done. No, no, nicely. no, no, no. It looks good and all that and nothing like that. It's just parking it. So I he likes that guy likes to go to the desert though. So. You know what? If you it, probably tows his toys and takes all his kids. Yeah, going to that, it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? But trying to drive it daily, though, I, I just, you know, I just, yeah. No, it would not be a good. You'd be better off to have something else for sure. No question about it. No question. So, all right, let's grab uh, Rick and Chula Vista real quick. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. How you doing, my friend? Uh, so far, so good. Still early. Could get better. <laughs> what you got going on? Hi, I got a, a 2010. Ford Fusion Hybrid, and I got two questions for you. The number one is, how does that oil life indicator work? Because it, uh, it tells me I'm supposed to replace the oil, and I looked at it, and it's still nice and clean. I, I retired not so long ago, and I don't drive the car so much anymore. Gotcha. But it's, it's only got about 1,900 miles since the last oil change. Well, I used yeah, so, so it depends. Um, some of them take into account how you drive the vehicle. And things like that, uh, and they, it can do it by by information that it takes from uh, all the fuel control and driving symptoms, etc. Et so some of that information. Others just time and mileage it out as far as that goes. Uh, how much time has it been since the last time you changed the oil? That's probably at time because it's been about nine months. Yeah, that's why it's doing it. Then, yeah, correct. So it 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 goes by time and or mileage on those, and and obviously you haven't put the miles on because you retired and you're not driving much. Uh, but yeah, uh, I I use synthetic oil also, and I was wondering is uh, any way of checking the oil other than the way you used to do it? No, just I mean you mean taking a look at it as far as uh, just the condition it is in, and and then obviously full. How many miles are on your Fusion? Uh, Total. 78,000. 78. So it's barely broke in. It's in good shape. Right. So, yeah. The, the, <clears throat> that, that brings up the uh, second question. Sure. Uh, it's barely broken in, but the hybrid batteries don't work anymore. Is in the I used to be able to drop down to 40 miles an hour when, and they would go on hybrid. Now uh-huh. it's uh, barely out of the driveway type speed. Is it setting any codes? No. For it? Oh, it's, well, it still is working. Just you're saying the efficiency of it's less, huh? Well, yeah. Yeah. So that probably has to drop down to 15 or 20 miles an hour now before the hybrid kicks in. Oh, wow. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Well, maybe, maybe 25, you know. Gotcha. Going down the street on an idle, it'll, it'll, it'll kick in, but it used to be in 40, 45. Hmm. Interesting. Is, is there any way of uh, refreshing those batteries other than replacing them? 
No, no. So, but typically, I mean, as long as they're working, those uh, those cars keep good track of the cells in that hybrid battery. And usually, if there starts to be an issue, uh, it will uh, um, um, set a code or not- notify the operator. So, I'm just curious about why it's changed the way it has. If it's not setting any uh, faults. Yeah, I was curious too. I thought maybe I'd ask you guys. If you yeah, I never heard of that before. So that's something new for sure. Um, I'm just wondering if it's because you don't drive the car much and the charge level of them, even though it's not at a fault problem is, is extremely low. So, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, hybrids like, excuse me, like to be driven a lot. That's one of the things. And when you have a hybrid, you don't, we work on a lot of, uh, the state of California Priuses, they have a ton of gen one Priuses and those, the hybrid batteries failed on them a lot. Because the state bought all these cars and they don't get driven but 4,000 miles a year because they gave them to all these different agencies that just don't use them much. And uh, so, therefore, they actually end up costing more money to maintain because we're always replacing the hybrid batteries because they drop cells out of them. That could be also. But uh, the uh, hybrid battery charge indicator, that you can get that on the dashboard. Correct. And it, and, and it looks like that's pretty much all the way to the top. Okay, well, should should be. I'm just wondering if it's registering like a surface charge on it, or it's a full deep, you know, charge. And I don't know how. Um, obviously, uh, when you're checking voltage like that in a battery charge, it's looking for things like depleted cells, uh, stuff like that that it can. So, like, once again, the battery just may it's fully charged, but it's not getting a a, a regular deep kind of cycle charge going on it because it's not driven near as much. And how do they uh, check the batteries out uh, so you bring it into the shop and so forth? There must be a, a place that you can tap in and find out the, the, the amperage or whatever of the battery. Correct. We'll, on a Ford, we use the IDS, which is the factory scanner. And on that, we would uh, uh, just plug into it. You go through the OBD2 port with the factory uh, software, and you can monitor all that stuff. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for your help. No I'll, I'll, problem. I'll keep that oil in the car a little bit longer because it doesn't smell and it looks good and all the rest of the stuff. This yeah, after. I would recommend no longer than a year, regardless of the mileage, okay? Okay, doke. All Thanks right. Thank you for your help, sir. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful, safe weekend. Take care. Oh, great questions as far as that goes. You know them batteries aren't, because that was like when we first started making them hybrids, Then batteries aren't nowhere near like the batteries they make today. No. That, so, well, the quality of them is different, yeah. I mean, sure. and I, I, we're not there, so we don't know exactly what the problem is or I would look at it, but... If I had to guess, I'd think that this car's not getting driven much, and although I it think. shows a full surface charge on the hybrid battery, it's probably not... I mean, that can wear on a hybrid... They just don't like that. They don't like to sit. And you know what? That's the thing, too. It's, it's kind of like if you didn't... It, it, if you didn't plug your cell phone in and you just left it sit for nine months and then you decided to plug it back in, the battery might not be no good on it. Just because the True. batteries like to be, you know, maintained and and kept up the thing. Because if it, if it's left discharged too long, it'll discharge and won't come back again. So correct, I agree with you. And the and the oil and like that's the thing with maintenance on a car. Even if it sits a lot, you still got to maintain your car. Because I mean, the oil, even if it looks good, it's going to collect moisture, well, which is that's not what, good. And that's how it breaks down. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. so it might still look good, smell good, and but it's got moisture in it, which is not no good on the bearings. It's not no. Yeah. yeah, well, and you, anytime you start, that one way to help prevent that more 
than not is when you start your vehicle every time, use it enough to bring it to operating temperature and all that, which helps reduce some of that moisture in there. Yes. So as far as that goes and, and can... Uh, well, that's why we have the PCV system and stuff like that. So it'll, it'll, it'll draw the moisture out of the combustion chamber. So That is correct. That's, well, that and all the blow-by and all the other contaminants yes. that are really that create a high acidic value that can affect the babbit on the bearings and all that stuff if circulated in the oil. So, correct, correct. All right, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170 as you're listening to Auto Talk this morning. Um, great calls. Thanks for everybody contributing. Um, so, let's go to number two, which is failing to change fluids and filters. Ta-da! What we were just talking about. So, yep. uh, make sure and keep your vehicle serviced properly. Make sure fuel filters are replaced. That helps reduce uh, uh, electronic fuel pump failures. As most people know these days, or at least uh, most vehicles these days will tell you, have uh, um, uh, basically um, the fuel pump module is in the tank on all cars, and uh, the fuel keeps it cool. So don't run your fuel low all the time. Make sure you're filling up your tank on a regular basis. But also uh, outside of that, um, you know, replacing filters that are replaceable also keeps uh, the stress off the fuel pump and, and removing contaminants, stuff like that. So a lot of, a lot of good stuff there. Keep on top of those filters and fluids. A cheap way to keep your vehicle in good working order for sure. No questions. Um, checking fluid levels regularly, like the gentleman that we just spoke to who's been checking his oil along with filters, helps ensure that your vehicle runs de- dependably and extends vehicle life and component life in your vehicle, right? Yes. So one of those things. Oh, my next favorite one. Tires. Neglecting tires. So tires should be checked frequently, especially inflation. So um, I was telling somebody, I would, you drive down the road, man. I see like all the time, I'm like, oh, look, there's one low tire on that car. There's low tire. You can actually see it. It's so low, you know. Well, so, and it's breaking down the sidewall when it does that. Yeah. And, and you're getting bad gas mileage because... You're destroying the tire too. Yes. Yeah. So if you like a lot of those tires, they run long enough and you like pull the tire off the rim, there's a pile of ground up rubber inside the tire, right? That's the sidewall. Yeah. Coming apart. Destroying from the inside. Yeah, exactly. Which can become a safety hazard because you can do a, have a blowout over time. And then you owe money to the body shop by the time you're done with all this. <laughs> whap, whap, whap. <laughs> Best case scenario on a blowout, it just beats up the side of the car. Yes. Worst case scenario, you're getting an accident. So we want to avoid uh, tire issues. Underinflated tires can wear out more quickly, needing to be replaced sooner, and can negatively impact safety, gas mileage, and performance. No question about it. So you want to keep an eye on those tires. Um... Not following a service schedule because many car parts and components wear out. This is a good time when you're having your vehicle service to have a professional put an eye on it, which is one of the big things that we do um, for the uh, um, at the West Automotive Group. Anytime we service your vehicle, we typically do the, the 40-point uh, AAA uh, inspection, just double-checking all the safety items to uh, um, make sure that you're in good order. And if something's coming up, you're aware of it, which is important. And from that, you can set a uh, um, obviously um, a uh, uh, schedule on getting it serviced or repaired and staying on top of it. So good, very good, important things that you need to definitely uh, uh, keep track of. Um, and and we're there for you when you do that. So f- uh, following a service schedule is important. Many car parts components, like I said, wear out or become damaged over time. Vehicles need to be routinely serviced in order to perform optimally. No question about that. <clears throat> just like anything, the oil changes, the tranny services, um, 
you know, tranny service is a big thing that we talk about all the time. We recommend a you know eighteen to twenty thousand miles once a year in that area, somewhere around there. And I get people that are like, "Well, manufacturer says a hundred thousand miles." Well, we know that uh, that fluid suspends contaminants, and every transmission makes metal and clutch material and everything else that comes off those. And if you wait a hundred thousand miles, that fluid's in bad order, and there's a good chance that you're going to destroy your investment. Yes. And so then you can buy a transmission, and it comes with fluid. So I guess you can get new fluid with your transmission that we're going to put in after we have to rebuild it and everything or put one of our remands in. Uh, but that's we want to save you from doing that. So eighteen to 20,000 miles service your transmission, you can extend the life of it, no question, right? Yes. Make, keep your investment going uh, without uh, having to put a ton of money in all the time. Just a little bit here and there. So uh, when you are talking about uh, uh, servicing a vehicle, uh, we'll keep your car running efficiently. It will help you avoid more expensive repairs down the road. And and I can guarantee that. There is no questions to that. So we want to keep you keep you in good working order when it comes to your vehicle and staying on top of it. So good good stuff there. Um, keeping a dirty car. Why, why is a dirty car a problem? Well, uh, uh, we'll just start with the windshield. If the windshield is dirty, you lose sight. Correct. And dirt uh, can damage, uh, uh, obviously, um, the paint and things like that over yes. time. I mean, if you leave it long enough. Um, well, especially if, I mean, if there's dirt on the paint, especially if, you know, if I mean, you lean up against the car and now you're scratching the paint. Exactly. Well, not only that, but if you don't live in San Diego and you live someplace that they put salt on the road, that's even another worse thing. Oh, yeah, because in the body, everything starts rusting like no. It does, and it tears it up, and it's just not good for it. So um, you need to uh, stay on top. Keep your vehicle, keep your investment clean. And, and, and also, like Kevin said, proper visibility is important. A dirty windshield makes it hard to see when the sun or, or light glare when it's nighttime and you're driving or whatever it may be. So we want, want to make sure that uh, uh, we uh, um, stay on top of keeping the vehicle uh, clean. Being a severe driver, what's a severe driver? Well, basically, you're you're constantly running running your car hard. How about that? Driving hard, exactly. Whether it's stop and go traffic, extreme weather, rough roads, or heavy loads, it can sometimes be difficult to limit severe driving conditions. That's true. Sometimes they're out of your control. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, right? A smart driver can improve fuel economy by observing speed limits, avoiding aggressive driving. That stop the guy that passes you and then he's at the stoplight when you get there, uh, you know one one of those things. Uh, Call him the light, the lighter. Correct. Racing light, the light. Yeah, exactly. That that is not a good thing. So, uh, one of those things. All right, folks, we appreciate you joining us on this uh, Auto Talk weekend here. Any last words, quickly, Kevin? Hey, we got through the whole list. We did. We want you all appreciate all the calls and everybody listening. Keep the rubber side down and shiny side up. Until next Saturday, um, you've been listening to Auto Talk Radio on KCBQ, The Answer San Diego, and K-Praise. We'll be back next Saturday with more Auto Talk Radio. Until then, have a great week. To all your automotive questions, tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com. And click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk.
This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group.